But see, because of that dilemma that you ran into, that's why I very rarely ever talk about it. You can't. So you talk about what you're not. That you can talk about. You can describe what you're not. You can describe the activity of what you're not. You can describe the flagpole of what you're not, which is a body. Yeah? But in the description of that, all the things that can be seen and heard and felt and tasted and touched, you'll get a sense of what can't be seen and heard and tasted and touched. Yes? But if you go the other way, well, it's not even the other way, but let's say you're attempting to understand what can't be understood, all that can do is reflect you. Yeah? But if you realize you're not that you, then there's that empty reflection of what is. And I found that to be the way to go. So I have a... You can see the mind. You can see the thoughts. You can see the system of mind. Yeah? You can see the body which is used to be the fixed reference to give you relevance here and to put you into a sense of being a time being. Yeah? All of those things can be seen. Yeah? They can be heard, they can be felt, they can be sensed, they can be experienced. But what is seeing, what's hearing, what's feeling, what's tasting, what's touching can't be experienced. Yeah? It can never be seen. So it's a pointless thing to attempt to describe or to point to the indescribable. I rather just point at what we're not, and in seeing, you know, taking this little bit of a possibility that you may not be that. Yeah, you may not be that which all of that infers or or points at or is, or is an assumption of. All of that never never leaps into you. It's just an appearance, yeah, that infers there's a you, yeah, points to there's a you. But if you ever look that way, your original face will never be seen. Yeah? You can't see what you are, because it's the seeing of what you're not. That's what it is, yeah. So there's no way it can be shifted where I'm going to know the truth. It's an impossibility. Yeah? The whole point is, I'm living from the truth. Yeah? Not my truth. Not what you would call the truth, but I'm living from the truth of it. Yes, That awareness is the truth of life. Everything else comes, quote-unquote, after that. Yeah? The awareness is what allows me to experience the sense of being Paul and being obsessed over it and suffering from that excessive concern with this idea of being Paul. Without the illuminating quality of awareness, you wouldn't be able to fall under the swoon or seemingly fall under the swoon of the trance of self because there would be no awareness of it. So therefore, none of the illusion or the delusion, if you want to call them, first of all, they're not objects, but let's say illusion and delusion, none of that would even be able to be noted or felt like you were under unless there was light. Yeah? So the light overrides everything. The light allows everything to appear, and in some aspects, some of what appears will be noted based on the predilection of the conditioning and also the ability, the spectrum of this manifestation. Yeah? Because there's this light coming through, and through the, when the light comes through here, it differentiates. Yeah? And we're not privy to see like an eagle sees. We're not privy. We can't hear 
like a freaking cat is. We don't have some of the qualities. We, we have a very small spectrum, even of light. When you see colors, we don't see everything other animals see. Yeah. Also, the, the sense of being here is already defined as being this. Yeah. The light already gets framed by this. Yeah. Now, the point is, is to maybe question that framing. It doesn't mean the framing goes away, because what's going to change isn't this. It doesn't need the change. What's going to change is the mind's identification with this. And when it lifts off of being identified with this, it may get a sense of what it is, yeah. which is the awareness of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I always like going the other way, to look at what I'm not. Yeah. And to see, it's sort of like in Zen, they would always say, uh, the fingers pointing to the moon aren't the moon. Don't get fooled by the finger pointing. Don't get fooled by the message, yeah? But that's exactly what happens, because the way we feel about ourselves as being a person, a Paul, a historical action figure, is produced by pointers, pointers, pointing fingers at it. Some, the mental process is constantly pointing fingers to this imaginary you, yeah? Just as simple as this. If you have this bottle, there's the bottle. In and of itself, that's what's being experienced. As soon as it's my bottle, there's something else going on. The bottle is now used to become a pointer to the my who has it, yeah? The claiming of the bottle as saying it's mine assumes there's someone there to be having the bottle. This is those arthritic fingers of a very small system of mind and interpret of thought and interpretation constantly pointing like this imaginary moon. But we don't even take ourselves to be the moon. We take ourselves to be the sun. We believe we are what's conscious. We believe I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm feeling, I'm tasting, I'm touching. We actually have claimed to be the center of that universe. Yeah? We are playing God in a sense. The mental process is playing God. Yeah? By this act of what? Claiming. It comes, it be, there's the mental process, there's a sentience about awareness. It says, I'm the one who's aware. It's always a movement of claiming. The claiming attaches to what is being noted or sensed, yes, or thought or felt or whatever it may be, yeah, or what has been wondered about. And it uses that whatever it is, the truth, it's like the truth, the true seeker, yeah. The truth claimed, if the truth is claimed, there's someone who knows the truth. That's the dilemma, that's the bondage to the idea of being a long-lasting independent separate entity. The constant linking up to that chain is by mind. The act of being identified, the act of owning, the act of claiming. So the mental process is just claiming everything that it becomes conscious of. Yeah. Thoughts, I'm the thinker. Feelings, it's, these are my feelings. Time, this is my time, you know. If I had some time for you, I would spend it with you, but this is my time. I don't have any fucking time for you. You know, all of this shifts as soon as the claiming's going on. And the claiming, the incessant claiming, is like a constant finger pointing to the phantom you. Yeah? It's like, it makes total sense to the logic of, of conditional mind. There's a bottle. 
There's an owning of the bottle. There must be someone who owns the bottle. That's the logic of the mind, yeah? If you see, if you're not the doer, then someone else is the doer, and if you can't find out who did it, it'll be God did it. We're always looking for a noun. We're always looking for a cause. We're always looking for the alpha, where it starts, and then everything ensues from there. There is no starting point. There's just this giant, giant realm of awareness, yeah? And what's ever arising in it, sometimes it's noted, sometimes it isn't by us, yeah? As this little, this, uh, like a certain uh, telescope that facilitates this world to be seen. But it's not the telescope seeing it. It's just like with the toaster. You like the toaster and everything. The toaster is not making toast. It's facilitating toast being made by conducting electricity in a certain way, with a certain structure, and therefore toast is made. Another appliance functions in a different way. It's a blender. It's the same juice, but they're built to sort of... uh, participate in a certain function. Well, this is like a toaster. It's meant to produce a certain function, which is duality. I'm the subject, you're the object. This world is real. There's, I don't know what all this is, but there's a someone in a chair, and that someone in a chair is being noted by me over in this chair. Yeah? Our perceptions see things. We see things. We're not seeing the space of this room. We see things with these eyes. This is the function. It's producing a certain experience. But the mental process yeah, has given it a little further bit of information. It believes it's the electricity. I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's making this toast. And as soon as toast making is claimed, then you can have tons of opinions about toast making. I'm not going to fucking make rye bread toast. No way. I'm not touching pumpernickel. All this stuff, all these variations of experiences and mental, let's say, uh, debris start arising based on this one movement of mind claiming that it's the doer, the owner, the haver. Yes? Thoughts do not drive us crazy. There's no, first of all, you to be driven crazy. Thoughts agitate the mind when they're held up with the mind. When the mental process believes that you're the thinker of it, those thoughts that are yours become, they have the quality to agitate. Now, your thoughts don't have the quality to agitate where I am, seemingly here. But if the same thoughts are held as mine, they have the ability to agitate. Why is that? If thoughts could agitate, why aren't they agitating me? At all times, even when they're happening there. Because... If you share your thoughts and you're totally flipped out, I have a total immunity to it. I don't care how close I'm sitting, it doesn't jump over to me and start flipping me out. But the same thoughts, the same, exact same thoughts held as mine have an incredible power. Yeah? Over a mind that's that's caught in that little idea of being subject-object, yes? As soon as... There's this false subject that all the objects in that world, in the subject's world, has the power to affect the subject. The pseudo-subject, it's like the Course of Miracles would say, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Yeah? We forgot we're dreaming this place. 
So we, and in the forgetting of it, we've given everything we're dreaming the power to affect us. That's exactly what's happening in a sense, yeah? It's not affecting us as what we are, it's affecting us as this, yeah? It's affecting us as the brain. It's affecting us as the nervous system. It's affecting us as something we're not, yeah? If you want relief from the effects of all these objects, then maybe, maybe see that you're not an object. As long as you're an object and you have subjectivity there, which it's gonna make, it's gonna make everything freaking really juicy. You know? What's driving people crazy when they go home at night? It isn't the thoughts, it's the awareness of the thoughts. They can't direct their awareness or consciousness to something else. Why? Because they're mine. Yeah? So for me, that's what I saw. I saw the first movement of this mental process that's producing the sense of being a self. I call it selfing. Its first primary movement and the mother and father of everything else is claiming. It doesn't have a life, so it takes a life that's available through this. Yeah? It's like a parasite in a sense. Just like alcoholism is an example of it. Yeah? It's just an extreme subdivision of self-centeredness, but alcoholism is just like self-centeredness. They're all, they're very parasitical, yeah? So self-centered, everything that's happening is happening to me. It's unbelievable. Instead of seeing life as happening, it's seen as it's happening to me. You don't understand, you know, if you saw an asteroid belt, and then suddenly you thought the asteroid belt was happening to you, you're going to get freaking whacked, aren't you? And especially if you're a planet, if you're an object that those objects can hit, you're going to be trying to duck, duck and dodge asteroids all the freaking time. Well, asteroid belt has thoughts. These are things. All of this. They're all there. And this, and this idea of being Paul becomes a planet that pulls them in with this gravitational pull. These are my thoughts. These are my feelings. This is my life. This is my time. Yeah? These are my problems. It just sucks it in sucks all this stuff in, and then these things are put in an orbit, and then you bitch about it. You'd like to have relief, but the only, it's not the asteroids that are fucking, you know, going around you. It's you're holding them by this incredible obsession with what you think you are, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. If that obsession, if you realize or just entertain you're not that, your mind is going to lose interest. I swear, it will lose interest in it. It will lose so much interest in it in such a quick way, you couldn't have produced that loss of interest in 20 years of practice. Because it's, when you can be totally obsessed with you, practicing about getting out of you. It can be a total obsession with me when I'm trying to get out of me. I think it is, really. Yeah? But what would happen if it's, you're not that me that your mind is obsessed around? I'll tell you something, you're gonna, the mind's gonna, you're gonna lose, not you, but that aspect of mind is gonna lose interest in that little aspect of a mental process called selfing. It's gonna withdraw its interest and attention, and it's gonna give, and then the interest and attention is going to go other places. And maybe, just maybe, instead of being totally addicted and Enslaved to thingness, maybe it will sense its own nature, which is not a thingness. You cannot see attention. You cannot see interest. 
You don't have a certain quantity of interest, do you? You don't have a certain quantity of tension. It's attention and interest is more like where it seems to be circulating in, which is awareness, than as an activity happening through a body. The body is just facilitating awareness and attention. And because of the mental process and its conditions, yes, it, 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 it directs interest and attention in a certain preconceived manner, yeah? Based on the predilections of the conditioning of the telescope. But the interest and attention is not in and of the telescope. It's an aspect of awareness, yeah? Once again, coming through the telescope, and then the telescope has its little effect on where the interest and attention is going to go. But never, never has it been the one that's having the interest and attention. Never. It has never produced one moment of interest, ever. It facilitates it. It facilitates it. We're the, we're the, this is the facilitator of an experience here. Without this, you wouldn't be having an experience. Yeah? Without this, there'd be no experience available. This is a prerequisite. Yeah? Because now it seems like consciousness is located in a certain location, yeah? which means this is the central place, this is where I am, and therefore I can experience all these things as other than me. Yeah? There is relief. The relief is when you lose interest in it. And I found it worked when I lost interest in it, when I started entertaining. It's not about me. All of this baloney, all these arthritic pointers, all this habitual me, 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 I ain't that. Yeah? So now those fingers that seem to have so much power have very, very little power because it wasn't, they don't have any power. It was me in, or, my, or the mind in the trance of self that gave this all these fingers the power. We are the dreamers of this dream. We forget it. How do we forget it? By remembering we're a self all freaking day. Yeah? We forget it by remembering we're a self. Suddenly, we forget what we, that we're the dreamer, and now we're taking ourselves to be a dreamt object. Yeah? Yet, with all the qualities of awareness, with all the subjectivity that awareness is, we have now crowned ourselves as a very aware object. I like looking at it, seeing what I'm not. After a while, you get into the habit of it, and it all distills into, I'm not that. That's the end of it. You realize, I mean literally realize, all the looking for the truth is definitely the best way it ever seemed to find it. Yeah? It just sinks in very clearly that all the mechanism of mind, the root cause of all suffering, is based on a fallacy. Yeah? The, 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 all the drives to get more into this moment is based on the fallacy that you could be out of the moment. All the drive to constantly get out of your head is based on the fallacy that you could ever be yourself. That's why all those all the things don't seem to work. Because you can't, no matter how great the map is, it's never going to lead you out of an imaginary place. Yeah? It's never going to take you out of where you've never been. <laughs> it just can't do it. 
Now, if you entertain you're not that, it may download that to be somewhat so. If you try to entertain it like an understanding or a philosophy, it won't fucking work. Because that will be you attempting to get out of you. Yeah? Self can't get out of self. But if you hear this as an invitation, and watch how the mind tries to catch it with its little all-encompassing mitt, and just see the whole maneuver of it, and realize that mitt doesn't have it all on called you at the end of it. Yeah? It's just a mitt. Catching the ball, mitt catching the ball, mitt catching the ball. At that point, you're out of the game. It's not a, it doesn't matter if you miss the ball. I wish I would have caught that ball years ago. All of that is totally... You realize, in a sense, nothing ever fucking happened here. <laughs> nothing happened because nothing has had any effect on what's so. What's not so cannot have an effect on what's so. It's impossible. It's not so. Something that doesn't exist, or empty in a sense, doesn't have the qualities to affect something. It's only the dreamt tiger only scares me when I'm identified as the dreamt object. That's the only time it's going to scare me. I can try to, I'll study about how to, you know, cohabitate a small space with a tiger, but there's still going to be that underlying fear because of the tiger's nature. You could rip my head off at any minute. It's that you're not going to have any true relief. But if I'm not the dreamt object, I'm not scared of the dreamt tiger. Yeah, obviously. The dreamt tiger can only affect me when I'm the dreamt object. It doesn't have any power to affect at all. It needs someone to believe in it. When there's a belief in it, then that can, that can have an effect on you. That's the whole thing we just said. We're dreaming this. We forgot we dreamt it. We've given everything all the power to affect us. Yeah? That we've dreamt. That's exactly what it is. It's coming from here. What's provoking the anxiety isn't that object. It's this. It's the mind in self-centeredness. Yeah? It's projecting, and in that projection, it perceives threats. It has a lot to worry about. It's really freaking anxious. What's gonna, it's not anxious about what's going to happen. It's anxious about what's going to happen to me. Yeah, It can probably give a fuck if it happens to someone in Africa. But whatever's going to happen to me has a lot of concern. It invokes a lot of concern. Yes. And then the concern is, I've got to fortify myself from this future threat. And you actually, you actually act as, you actually act or sense the exact space you were afraid of in the future, right now. It's a, the robber doesn't rob you three months from now. It throws out this idea of three months from now and then robs you now. <laughs> what does it take? The most valuable commodity you have, in a sense, interest and attention. Your interest and attention leaves here, yes? And I mean here. Here is the manifest, here is the non-manifest, yeah? It leaves here and goes into this imaginary mental realm of there and then. Yeah? So in a sense, maybe you're so afraid of dying, but if you really looked up, you can't even qualify as being alive, in a sense. Because you're not here. You're not responding to now or what's going on. You're responding, you're reacting, because you can't. How can you respond? If you actually responded to what was not happening, it, it would be over. 
we're reacting to what's not happening as if it's so. A response to it would be very wise. Hey, it's not happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's no way in hell I can leave here and go there. And there's no way in hell I've ever been in that back there. All of it, all of it's happening right now. There's no way I can ever escape this moment because I am of the moment. I'm not a little participant in the moment who wants to get in it more, but believes he's actually going to get out of it. I am the moment. There's no getting in nor getting out. You can run as much as you want on this little fucking mental track, train track of, and it only has two gears, right? Past and future. Just, it never wants to be at the station, but it never escapes the station. The station has all of the tracks, all of the trains, all, all of the escapes doors and entry doors and exit doors are all in it. There's no way you and I have ever been out of what we're in. Because we, we are that. This whole idea of thinking, that one gets me a lot with the books about getting into the moment. It's built on such a faulty assumption that you have the ability to get out of the moment. There's no way you've never not been here. No way. I don't care how much you've been thinking, oh, I was really spaced out. Well, spacing out was an experience that was happening here. I was really connected. Connected was an experience that's happening here. The spaced out or the connected doesn't change here. Yeah. It just here is what allows all these possibilities to be entertained. Yes, no, close, far, connected, disconnected. It's all going on, and the mind's giving it so much meaning, like it would be so terrible if I was disconnected. Then usually you feel like you are quite a lot, yeah? Oh, it would be so great if I was connected. Maybe you'll have one or two experiences and then you'll beat the shit out of yourself for years because you don't, you're not having them anymore. This is what it does. It's like, it's like on this... It's like John Coltrane. Really, it is. Mind is unbelievable. If you gave John Coltrane... Alright, John. Uh, I want to throw out a theme for you today to play. Alright? Alright, what is it? Uh, separation. The impossibility of separation. All right, let me rip. You can feel like you're never going to be loved when you're actually the source of love. You can feel like you are producing more consciousness in your life because at one time you were producing unconsciousness. That's all baloney. All there is is consciousness. The whole idea of more and less is over at a point. It only seems real as long as you're identified as the body. When you're not the body, it's not taking and giving and consuming and getting more of. You can't acquire consciousness. You can't privatize consciousness. You can't get more of it. Yeah. And therefore, you can't have less of it. So when there's this huge story of how unconscious you are, it's a story. Yeah. It's a story. It tends to seem to be so when there's a you involved. You, the mind, when it loses its sense of space and takes on this form, the you is the necessary ingredient for every experience here. Every experience, the experience of being unconscious, has to have a you. Has to have a you that believes it could be unconscious. It has to. Yeah? 
That is an incredible absurdity to believe consciousness could be unconscious. <laughs> it's like awareness, like awareness could blink as if it's a body with a face, you know, or, or it can look away. In other words, I've got to concentrate. I've got to focus my awareness. You're in a giant field of awareness. You are that field. Yeah. There's one million people on this planet. Yeah. That light was coming through each one of those camera locations. Now there's eight billion. Same, same. Now there's eight billion people demonstrating consciousness. And if there was 40, there'd be 40 billion. There's not a limited amount of awareness. It's, it's all there is. Whatever appears will be infused with that awareness. Yeah? Some on different levels, seemingly, to make it interesting. So there is a solution. It's an imaginary problem. Yeah? Question it. Question the sense of you. Why not? You question everything else. Why not question the sense that you are where the buck stops? This, this is the doer and have our. I'm telling you, we used to always talk about it. It's, we can't even shit where we want to. Yeah? If, if digestion was up to you, you'd be dead. You would have forgotten to digest that burrito a long time ago. You'd be putrid. You'd have a giant backlog of what you had to do. Fucking, I had those pretzels about three months before. <laughs> yeah? There's no way. But you're sitting here believing you're the thinker. A much more subtle process of the brain and the body. Yeah? Thinking? Much more subtle than digestion. Yeah? You can't even see it. Yet, we make this huge leap that I'm the thinker of these thoughts. Give me a fucking break. Stop entertaining possibilities. Entertain the impossibility of what's going on. It's impossible. Yeah? It's impossible. <laughs> We're thinking, oh, I want to entertain the possibilities. Just entertain all the things that are impossible. Being out of the moment, getting out of self, you know? I mean, the thing is, how the whole feeling of wanting to get out of here is that you're in. Yeah? Without the in, the drive to get out wouldn't be there. Yeah? The in is, I'm in, this is me. This is me, and I have... I have a sense of entitlement that no thought should drive me crazy. No, every feeling should be good. All things should go my way. Yeah? And then coming from there, stuff, it's like being in a wind tunnel and we just refuse to get it. It's, life is just flying by and we keep thinking, oh, I'm not giving up. Life's happening to me. You know? Give me a break. It's such a relief, and I would never have thought how it would, was. I really never had any idea. That's the whole point about self-centeredness. You have no idea what it's like not to be in self-centeredness. Yeah? It's all self pining away for this mythical place, and it's always hoping. It, it'll even get subtle and think about its non-existence, but it wants to be there to experience it. Yeah? It wants, it's still the selfing that wants to be there to get the message that there is no self. It's, a, it's just like a, a mind. Yeah? You don't need to oil it. You don't need to correct it. Just see it's not you. The interest of attention will lift off of that. And then the same interest of attention that you could call uh, 
the major force of your enslavement or your being bummed out will now enrich one's life. It's the same, same interest and attention. It's just free from an imaginary thing, and then it sort of senses and rests in the nothingness of everything. So you actually, I swear, you get a sense of seeing nothing. That's it. You're walking around. These eyes are facilitating seeing things, but the, the mind's eye is seeing nothing. That's its original face. It's constantly looking at itself in the mirror of its own face, which is no face at all. Yeah? And if you don't, if, if seeing never alighted onto an object, it would never stop. Nothing would be made. The sense of being a seer wouldn't be made. None of that shit, this is my life, wouldn't be made. And that's what mind's doing. It's seeing nothing right now. Constantly, incessantly, infinitely seeing nothing. And that seeing nothing drops in here and now is looking as a something. And it's looking for something. Which, like St. Francis says, what you're looking for is what's looking. That's not you. You aren't what's looking. You is the product of a false, uh, like an ignorant way of, look, of, of looking called self-centeredness. That you is the product of it. Yeah? Every day you look from self-centeredness, it, sent, it produces a sense of being the you who's the looker. Yeah? We're talking about seeing. Seeing is different. Seeing doesn't have a seer. Yeah? Seeing is just seeing. That's it. The immediacy is unbelievably quick when it drops in. It undermines so much of the shenanigans going on up in the little self-centered little system up there. <laughs> All these impossibilities that are taken to be so are really seen to be incredibly absurd. Yeah? And then the mind comes out of this yogic posture of self, and then it unfurls, and then you get a sense of presence. You get a sense of it. You get a sense, you truly get your, you finally have a sense of you, or the mind's reflecting a sense of what you are instead of having a sense of being a self. Yeah. Here's all the attention, interest, awareness, whatever. You know, they say in mind, about mind that the uh, essence of mind is emptiness, yeah? So there's no thingness involved in it, no thing or whatever. Its nature is to reflect, yeah? And then its, its uh, manifestation is energy, yeah? just like what's happening here. So the mind can reflect. Right now it's reflecting on an insane idea that you're the doer, you're the haver, you're an individual entity, you're the one that's doing consciousness, yes, you're the alpha and omega. It's reflecting on that all day. Yeah? And it's producing effects, obviously, because it's, it can entertain. It's what's producing the effects, not the things themselves, because they aren't things. It's the mind. The mind is producing the effects. We're just changing the object it's reflecting. We're questioning the object, which is you. Maybe it's not. Yeah? And maybe so there, you drop this message in like you were talking, and it, the envelope is conceptual, or this and that. But if it's left on the ground, and the conditional mind will not find it valuable after a while. It'll think, take it to be nothing. 
It's like the eye of Sauron. When it's looking for its ring, it's going over every aspect of Mordor and the hobbits and all the Middle Earth. But it never, re- it never recognizes nothing. It's constantly seeking for something it calls valuable. But it can't see nothing. It can only see something. It makes nothing into something, and that's how it's lost in a way. Yeah. This is about if I'm not that, find out. Yeah? Find out. Find out what happens to a system when the center of it drops out. Just find out. This will keep on functioning, yes, as a, as a, a, a fixed location, seeing other things, and everything will be seemingly coming this way and that way. That's the realm of experience, yeah? But it will now very, very clearly see, I'm not doing awareness, yeah? I am not the precursor to awareness. I am... In a sense, this is a dreamt object that will never be able to move behind the camera. The dreamt object only appears before the camera. It can't go behind the camera and claim to be awareness. This self can never get out of self. That's the good news. Like they say, the wisdom of no escape. There's an incredible letting go of all your importance, busyness, and relevance, and seeking they just drop after a while because you realize it's a failed system. Totally failed. Totally bogus. And then impossibilities go back to impossibilities. If I had the ability to not know God, that ain't big, that ain't a God then. <laughs> if, God, if God was God, there'd be no way I wouldn't know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or unless I'm the bigger God. I would say that's what selfing is playing, is the bigger God. Yeah. If you're not that, the mind starts informing you. What's, I don't like to use the word you, but it can't help with the language. Downloads happen. Yeah? Lots of downloads. Lots of grace. Lots of uh, stuff, non-stuff happens. And like the... Uh, it seeks... A, it seeks expression also. So it has to bleed through this. So this starts traveling lighter. Yeah. It's traveling lighter because now it's not just the vehicle and the conveyance of selfing, it's now the conveyance and vehicle of what's not manifesting. Yeah. And now, what is manifesting, the brain, everything, travels a lot lighter, realizing it's not that which is manifesting. Yes? Yet the benefits are right here. That's so what's so beautiful about it. How could it not be beneficial? That's its nature in a sense. Awareness. So you say love. How could love not be love? Even if it gets watered down a little bit, it's still going to have the quality of its nature. Like in the Course it says love extends. That's its nature. So that love needs to extend. Where can extension occur? Manifestation. Where is it going to seek to extend? Maybe through us. If you open up to the possibility. And then, while it's extending, that's how you get to know it, in a way, by its fruits. Like Jesus says, you can't know the tree, but you'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll get a flavor of what's actually so by its expression through in here. Yeah. Talk about love. And there's a great joy when you attempt to entertain what cannot ever be entertained. It's unbelievable. 
produces a great relief. So. What would happen if interest and attention wasn't directed out to things? Yeah? Maybe if interest and attention wasn't directed out to things, maybe it would, there would be a sense of interest and attention in its own nature of everywhereness. Yeah? So your interest and attention would be resting on what's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. It would, it would talk about taking this to be it. It had to be trained to take this. The interest and attention had to be trained to keep going back to the idea of you. It had to be trained. We didn't have it when we were babies. It had to be trained through education, conditioning, in and out, yes? It had to be, the interest and attention, its natural quality is to rest in no thingness, not on a fucking thing all day, yeah? It's like finally, you know, it's like if you had a, if bloodhounds, if you give a bloodhound a scent, let's say this is me, those bloodhounds, they're going to go by everyone else and go right back to, right to that. Yeah? They'll just keep going back to that. We're just saying, hey, it's not me. Now the bloodhounds just run around and they shit over here, fornicate, hang out, chew around, everything like that. Totally different experience now. <laughs> Because <laughs> they recognize right where I am is what I've been looking for. I mean, really recognize it. Not like a little spiritual trick, but really recognize it. That right, I mean, I can't even get excited about a spiritual book ever lately. It's just amazing. And my friend gives me many of them. I just haven't read a whole book in years. It's not because I don't want to, it's just not there. There's no interest in it. Not one bit. I mean, my head would say, I really like to read this, and then I, you know, I never read it. <laughs> Nothing happens. I have, the, I am not the spokesman for my interest and attention. My interest and attention is running wild. It's like free range, you know? It's just going where it's going. <laughs> Come here! I want you to go there. <laughs> I mean, I get some great ideas. I've lost interest in them in about three hours. <laughs> Where is it all going? I have no fucking idea. It doesn't seem to be going to things that much, so I would imagine it's wrestling in its own nature. Because <laughs> it ain't going to things, you know, really. I don't have much to show for it. <laughs> all right, go to that thing and bring back some things to me. No, no. I really like nothing. I think it's a good way to go. If that could be done with, it would bring, it would produce a real relief to a lot of burdens, you know? Maybe if you get on with it, maybe you can be more interested in others and yourself. If it says in recovery. Yeah? You'll see, hey, how can I contribute to life instead of looking for what I can get out of it? Yeah? This whole experiment of an experiencer will shift dramatically. You just may travel lighter where everything has so much meaning that meaning gets dissolved 
and you're just traveling lighter. And the meanings that are whole held is this fucking isn't happening. <laughs> that meaning's held. This isn't going on, actually. <laughs> you're actually here, and there's no way you can not be here. So what the fuck? You know? <laughs> I found understanding to be helpful, but vision is the key, you know. View is helpful to sort of maybe uh, facilitate or access another possibility through that understanding, but the understanding isn't what the possibility brings. It brings vision. You see. See. Not understand anymore. You see it. And then if there's a need for an understanding, it will download but it's not put into any script anymore. And no matter how subtle the script was, it gets questioned after now. Because this is a living... Uh, it's an expressing, constantly expressing. You can't... It's like I like to say every, after every talk, you know, uh, whatever was said here is subject to change without any prior notice. As in those but the companies, they send you something. We can change these rules. You just read 12 pages of it on the internet to access Apple. We can change it anytime we want without telling you. Well, this is what it's like. This information comes in and it formulates into an understanding. But if you attempt to hold that understanding, it crumbles. It fucking doesn't work a day later, four days later. Yeah? It's an ongoing, always... This position of mind is always like on a lazy Susan looking at nothing from another point. Yeah. You can't say that's it. 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 Yeah. It's just seeing. feels very proud. I finally did something. It's very difficult in society to do very little. Yeah, because there's a conditional little uh, like nippy little dogs of guilt and shame. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so I felt very, I was very happy working. It's fun, you know? It's sort of like if it's time to harvest, you go out into the field. If it's not time to harvest, you go somewhere else. There's a lot more flexibility because you don't have any idea of how it should be. It's just how it is is revealed, you know? You have no idea how it should be. So you're open. You've got to be on your toes in a sense because, see, I don't know if produces alertness. If you know, if you think you know, it's like slumber time. You can just start falling asleep, Yeah. Literally, you do. But if if you give up that false security of knowing, which is, that's all it is, because it's, impo it's impossible to know, you give up that false uh, security of knowing, then you're in I don't know, and I don't know is puts, sets you up to find out, which is a high, much higher form of knowledge than knowing. Yeah? When there's a finding out, it has a one quality that knowing doesn't have, which is it can be very convincing. It can. It doesn't flip over to the opposite side. Yeah, like I know in the mind, you can be really convinced and unconvinced like that. Yeah, 
But finding out produces a convincing, a belief with certainty that's pretty rock solid. It can't be moved anymore. And it's also downloads incredible, and it's not conceptualized, broken into. You're wanting to express it is later, but how it comes in is not conceptual. It's like energy or something. And then it gets formulated by the brain, and, it, and the brain tries to do what it likes to do, which is express, and it tries to say it in a certain way that it can, ex that it can communicate with others. But none of that, what is being said, has anything really to do with that. They're just used as conveyances. They're just used as a way to get it out. Yeah? Yeah. So. No, one, no questions tonight? Hmm?